Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to another episode of the Interviews Podcast. This is episode 36, here to cover the post-match for Cagliari Inter, which finished 2-0 to the visitors, goals from Denzel Dumfries in the 21st and Lautaro Martinez in the 30th. Uh, Inter takes home the three points, sit atop the league, tied with Napoli, Milan, and I think Verona as well um, on six points. So professional performances through the first two matches. Um, not a lot to complain about. The sides looking looking really good. We'll dive into all the details. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa. Joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, things were very straightforward today. It's not been a straightforward summer. It's not been a straightforward uh, past couple days with the uh, you know, will he, won't he for, for Pavar joining? But as far as today goes, um, not, you know, not too much to, to get too concerned about. Nah, straightforward performance. Pretty, pretty comfortable in my opinion. I, I didn't, outside the one shot on Sommer late in the game, I mean, there wasn't really anything to worry about. Easy work for the boys. I wasn't really worried about Cagliari. You know, I mean, Sure. Nima talks about Ranieri like he's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> um, I'm totally kidding. He just talks. He just he's a nice guy, Ranieri. Can't say anything yes. bad about him, but he's just he he's so me of like with a, his tactics. He has a lot of like nonno vibes. Yeah, he's hundred percent like, like the, yeah. the 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 perfect nonno. Um, but four four two in 2023, yikes! Like it's just not gonna do anything, and you got to feel for that. I mean. I, I, I want to know what goes into our thought process with loaning a player of Oristanio's ability to a Cagliari and not a Bologna, who are actually clearly struggling for, for talent up top. But it is what it is there. Yeah, easy work, man. I mean, never in doubt. I was never worried. I want to say this is probably the most calm victory I remember, and I mean, not that yeah. last week was hard, but I mean, like this one just felt so easy to the point where it just felt like they they literally just took their foot off the gas in the second, like literally the whole second half. They, just, they did, yeah. It it does it did have the feel of like year three of Simone and Zaghi. Like this is we know what to do. We have this in the bag. Let's take care of business in the first forty five, and then you know calm down and just see it see it through, which. This kind of game, you know, a way to Cagliari is not your typical um, newly promoted side. Like, you know, they're a team that's ver- they're they're a club that's very familiar with Serie A. They have a manager who's very familiar with Serie A. They have a lot of you know talented young players and a mix of of veterans. Like, this very well could have been could have been a bogey game for Inter. Um, not not an easy game whatsoever. And I think Ranieri has Cagliari playing playing hard um but you really you, know, we, you really think it could have been a bogey game just you know if you look at inter in the sooning era era i mean these are the kind of games that anytime it, it's supposed to be easy it's usually not but it's sad to say that it's impressive when you see inter like do what they're supposed to do and 
and get things done in an easy manner because we don't always see that or we haven't always seen it. Okay, fair. I mean, I don't know. I was just, I was really, try- I don't know. I, I, I wasn't, uh, this game never worried me. Even like before the match, like when people, I saw people were saying stuff like that and I didn't comment or say anything, but I was just like, why are, why are we really worried? It's like, I don't know, maybe because I thought the 4-4, like I was like this formation, this play style, this roster or lineup, however you want to call it, that Cagliari was going to have. Like outside of, of Nandez, who played like, you know, the whole game, like he was like trying to prove a point that we should have signed him instead of yeah. instead of Dumfries. Uh, yeah. What was it three years ago now? And um, the Vumbo was the other uh, the other problem. Yeah, but like. I think he was mostly his just pace. Too pasty. Was, yeah. yeah, it was too much. I mean, yeah, like Darmian looked like he was struggling over there, and but he never felt threatening. Like he was actually going to get a clean shot off or be able to do anything else. Like it just never felt like it was going to come. You know, the people, uh, the no call penalty, if you want to call it that. I mean, it, it was never a penalty. If if Inter got that penalty called, I would have been. You know, yeah, I would have said that like, yeah. we got a, that, that's a gift. Like that, that was not a penalty in my opinion. You, you, he, he gets the slightest touch, and he starts going on, and then he kicks out at at Bastoni's cleat. Yeah, and he was trying to earn it. Like it he wasn't... was trying to get a penalty. Yeah, yeah. he was tra- he was going for it. So that's, I mean, it was a good no call in my opinion, and uh, which is but ironic. You never... You don't really know what we saw this weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, given what we saw this weekend, I was I was kind of surprised it wasn't called, especially since some of the no calls that went went through. Like if that was called the penalty, I probably would have lost my mind. Even if we won two one, I would have lost my mind on that. I was, I mean, I couldn't get it out of my head prior to this game starting. What we saw this weekend in terms of calls going in the favor of uh, of Milan and Juventus, like this is going to be. If Inter does win the title this year, this is going to be a big one because it just feels like it's going to be one of those years again where we see some really questionable stuff from the referees. But anyway, we could do a whole episode on that. Um, yeah, yeah, we really. We'll, we'll we'll step away from that. Um, in terms of stuff that you know, top of mind that I really want to get into from today's game, there's one player that I thought was. So brilliant. And okay, I, I thought you were going to say so terrible because uh, no. there's another player that I'm... All right. And, so, and it, so which way do you want to go? The, wanna go? Yeah, let's start with the bad. Let's start okay, with the let's bad. Start with the bad. Let's start with with the, the, can I take a guess? Go ahead. Take a guess. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Denzel, even though no. he was on... No, no, it wasn't Denzel. Mickey Tarian was terrible. Mm. Like mm. his passing, I was waiting for it to cost us a goal. I was getting so frustrated. I was yelling in the group chat, "Can we get him off, please?" Like every pass in our in our half of the pitch was misplayed, and then every chance that we had for a clear cut attack was misplayed. He had a few balls. He could have delivered a pass to to Turam, and he would have been clear on goal because of his pace. I, don't, I mean, maybe maybe somebody could have shouldered shouldered him off it, but pace wise, I think he could have been cleaned through. Poor passes, hitting the defenders, like. Just terrible, terrible. I, I, I thought I was gonna look up the stats, and I didn't have time to to look up his passing, you know, numbers. Which, by the way, at one point, Chalhanoglu was eighty four of eighty five on passing. Yeah, 
which yep. was stupid. This is a great game. Um, but but Mickey was a liability. I hope. I hope be, going. Forward. I I think you're going to be shocked by this number. You you found Six, it. Yeah, sixty-five out of seventy-three, eighty-nine percent. Where are they getting these? Because I could have sworn. I'm not even kidding. I counted at least twelve to thirteen missed passes. You know I, I, what? It's probably because this is something that I wanted to talk about as well. There were a lot of there was a lot of positional switching going on in today's game. Like Mikitarian dropped back into to take Shalanogu's place a lot uh, in the first half when Hakan was stepping up. Uh, we saw the same thing with uh, Lautaro and Turam just doing a lot of, you know, interchanging of who's the the forward that's going to drop. So that's probably where those stats got a little bit padded. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't his uh, his best game. I think what's more interesting was who was chosen to sub him um, late in the game because uh, two two matches Aslani gets zero minutes. And Sensi, nah, but but Sensi should have been the guy. Sensi should have been on even earlier. The fact that we brought on Fratesi for Barella, when Barella wasn't playing poor, he wasn't great, but he wasn't. No. Like, he was not what I saw from like not not even the same level that I saw from Mkhitaryan. But I just didn't I get that, that, and that I think it's gonna been, that might have been it, like an ovation, just wanting to get him a home crowd. Uh, oh, Barella, maybe, yeah, maybe, fair, fine, but. I want to see more Sensi. I don't want to see more Mikitarian. I would rather them start. Honestly, I would rather them start Sensi every game, and then sub on Fratesi for Sensi, and then Aslani for Chalanoglu, because we all know he's the vice vice Chala. Like he's not gonna yeah. play Mezzala. Like obviously, yeah. he's only seen as a regista. Now I agree. Like I don't know why you don't just bring him on. This game's done and dusted. It was you could have brought him on at halftime. Honestly, like yeah. saved yeah saved Hakan for the. Who's next? Roma? Fiorentina. Roma? Fiorentina. Fiorentina and then Roma. Which is a big game. Yeah. You know, like, all right, fine. I mean, with the way with the way Fiorentina leaks goals, <laughs> I don't think it's a big game either. I, I'm it's, not, a, I, it's a big I, game I'm in the sense that... myself, but yes, like, yeah. It's I, a big in game in of, the sense that Napoli is playing Lazio that round, that Milan is playing Roma wow, that So Lazio is going to start off 0-3. Potentially. They also play Juventus the week after, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yo, I had I, I had Francesco uh, Di Francesco being the first manager sacked. Now it's gonna probably be Sari. And Al Frosinone looks like they they could stay up. Crazy, right? Crazy. Crazy. I mean, it's only two games, but yeah, I mean they they're they're not playing pretty Frosinone, but they're not they're they're getting enough to get results. Um, do you think Lazio? Let's say I mean I, I know we're getting off topic here, but I, mm-hmm. I do you think if Lazio fired Sari, they'd hire Conte? Or do you think they would just go Conte, like a like a like a Gattuso or somebody else who's available? I don't think Lotito would pay for Conte. Probably not, but I would just you know I mean with the the talent that they have, I mean I have them I have them finishing top four. I mean that's already I, I two. And like I I mean can you imagine Lazzari and then maybe 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 Zaccagni or I don't think he would maybe he would use Pellegrini as his wing backs. And then you got Rovella as his regista with Luis Alberto and, you know, maybe doing the same kind of thing that he did with Ericsson. Camara. And, and then Camara. And then you got Castellanos and Immobile up top. No, this was a, it's a nightmare start for them because 
because of how difficult their schedule is getting early on. I I think I think that team could be made for Conte. I just potentially. Just so, uh, even right, just money so, wise, I don't see it, but yeah. I think potentially. Anyway, we're getting. I'm getting off topic. Sorry, guys. That's my <laughs> fault. Um, but yes, Mickey terrible. Um, the subs. I would like to see Sensi more. I would. I want to see Fratesi, Sensi, and Aslani more, and it doesn't feel like because you know Fiorentina is the last game before That's the right, international we have seven, break. We have seven midfielders. No, six. We have six. Six. That's right. Six. So March it so, would have been this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so um, March might have been the sixth. Anyway, he he got on the score sheet today. I don't care. Um, about I just him. want to say really, really, really quickly. Go ahead. We don't have to mention. This is to everybody. We don't have to mention Inter every time Lazar does something. It's not like, you know, we don't have to say, oh, you know, he's, he scored from four yards out. Every single one of our midfielders scores that goal too. So we don't have to, to bring up Inter every time he does something. That's, you know, I just, uh, the first thing the commentary team said was, i know it's like okay so like like but it's almost like yeah let's blame that's it's inter's fault like no like it's his father like let's let's be real amazing he he hasn't he's never gonna play a single game for inter in his entire career yet yet but he's he's gonna 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 be brought up yeah (laughs) wild it's gonna be lavetsi and some marchets forever yeah (laughs) that's what it's gonna be yeah um okay so mickey was your bad let's talk about the good I think I want to see who you pick. Let's go. I think this player, as good a game as a well, I'm going to give it away immediately. But anyway, as good a game as a striker could have without getting on the score sheet. Yeah, hundred percent. I was going to say the same same player. I'm loving it. I like. We would not be. I'm sorry, like guys. This isn't recency bias. This isn't shots at Lukaku, but we would not be getting this kind of performances from Lukaku. Now, Lukaku may have scored in these two games. He might have had an opportunity to out-muscle the dude. Whatever. We don't know. But this type of passing movement, I mean, the, I, I, I said in the group chat too, like, I, I, like the Shaq meme, I'm sorry, I, need, I owe you an apology. I'm not familiar with your game. Like, I didn't know he had these passes in him. I, don't I think knew any, everything else I don't was think in anybody did. But I didn't know he could... Ha- like, the layoffs... He had a ball in the second half where he flicked it onto Dumfries, and Dumfries did his typical, you know, I don't know how to run. <laughs> if that was Hakimi on the right side, Hakim, it would have been Hakimi. I knew um, DiMarco was streaking it on the left, and maybe you had Lautaro kind of trailing in from the middle. Bro, they would have had a three-on-one if that was Hakimi. I... Think this, so again, like I hate having to do it in, I hate having to do a comparison, but the only reason I bring it up is that the conversation that dominated this summer is having their downgraded, right? In these various different departments. And you can make an argument that we have, you know, in certain areas, but I just, because I mean, I said it too. I said, I thought in every department, except the midfield, we downgraded. But let's talk about the Lukaku Turam thing specifically. I know Nima thinks that Arnatovic is a Lukaku replacement and, and Turam is a Jekyll replacement. For the sake of this conversation, let's talk about um, well, we all know Nima's wrong, though. So like, yeah. you know. <laughs> let's let's talk about the Lukaku <laughs> and Turam conversation. Okay, first of all, first touch. 
It's not even comparable. It's, <laughs> it's it, you're comparing like Baggio's touch with Beto's touch. Like that's literally the difference. Like, every every pass that he this is gonna sound like I'm just you know gushing for Turam, but I just am telling you what I saw. Every pass that came his way, no matter how hard you know hospital whatever, it's like it's he just absorbed it perfectly, and the decision making, like the perfect layoffs, yeah. everything looked. Very, the finesse and and technicality was there in a way that you didn't see from Lukaku. It, the way that Inter plays, we got Lukaku in positions to display his power more and like to run at people. Fine, but mm-hmm. Turam has just the same amount. Like I, there were a couple times where he was flying up the field. The the time that I noticed it the most was on a a defensive like press. Where all of a sudden, you know, we were clearing the ball out of our box, and the next thing you know, he's already in the opponent's half, like you know, closing down the center back. He's he is um, going to be a special player for us this year. I think people should not freak out about the lack of goals. What you should be watching is how good he's going to be making Lautaro with defenders having to sort of you know play Turam differently because of his distribution ability. Um, and I do think he's going to end up getting on the score sheet. But if this if this type of play helps Lautaro get 30, you're not going to mind that Turam scored 13. You're really not. I, I mean, we. I think it was Nazario. Somebody said it too. It might have been Nazario where like, if he keeps this up, 10 goals and let's say 10 assists, I'm okay with that output in the league. Like, I don't need you to get... If, if you're getting the assist, that means somebody else is still picking up the goals, right? So it's like yeah. his play was was incredible today. I mean, the scary thing is, is like imagine if we dragged our feet and we let him go to Milan on the free. Like the, with the yeah. way he's performing, if we did, like what if we didn't have him? What, what, yeah. Where would we be right now? Yeah. Like my goodness, like and I'm not trying to make it like oh a doom and gloom type thing, or and I'm also not trying to prop him up like he's the greatest thing ever. However, these two performances in these two games have been, I mean, brilliant. He really has been. He's yeah. The only thing that's been missing from both of them really is getting on the score sheet, which yeah. I think is going to come eventually. It's, I mean, he, it's not that he's n- not for a lack of effort. I'd say more. It's it, it's more so poor service that's gotten to him or lack thereof any service lack, really getting yeah, to him. Lack of it. You know, it's like if if some if Mickey would have looked up and maybe give, delivered a pass sooner to him, he's in on goal. Yeah. If Dumfries could deliver a cross, he's in on goal. Like, imagine if they if they switch positions on that first goal. We know that ball's not getting to Turam. We yeah. know. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I'm glad they both. Like, uh, listen, I'll give I'll give Dumfries his roses for this one. He got in a good position. He made a good run. It was a great finish. I'm not gonna you know, that I won't say that he he didn't fluff it. It wasn't luck. It was it was a great finish. He went far post on him, and he put it in cleanly. Um. But my goodness, like Tehran was was brilliant, and I, I wish I kept. That's what I was hoping for the whole game was that he would get that third goal himself or something. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, but it's f- gonna come. I'm not panicking. It's uh, you know I'm not worried. Yeah, I think he's he's gonna endear himself to Interisti that like you know know what they're talking about. If you're a fan that you're just like oh, but he's not scoring whatever. Like just you have to watch the games. He is a incredibly unselfish player um his decision making in tight spaces too i mean when the game ended like 
I was the first thing I was thinking about was I want to watch the compilation of just his touches. Like I, I need to to watch that back because I'm sure there's there's going to be a lot of gems on there. Um, yeah, really, really happy with what I saw from Turam today. Um, to round out, you know, discussing the attack a little bit, Lautaro, perfect again, like just perfect, like. In the second half, he was less influential. I think he took a little bit of a knock and was just, um, you know, sort of just playing the game. Yeah, he but, should have had two, but it is what it is. Yeah, the, what, no, but, the one he hit, hit the hit the post in the first half. Yeah, that one. Um, but the finish for the goal, like just having the the peace of mind to know, like cool. everyone is positioned around you. Um, yeah, he was so cool with that man, like. I think Lautaro, when he first arrived at Inter, probably tries to shoot that first time. I think he's, I think he's on a mission this year. I really do. I think his goal is thirty in the league. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not just saying like he. He looks like he's really like hungry for goals, not just. You know, I think, but in the past he would have looked to play off things. Now he's just like I. I'm the guy. It's my team. I'm the captain. I'm taking the responsibility. I'm doing everything. I, I wonder, and I hope I'm wrong, I wonder if, if, if now that Lukaku's gone, that, we'll, I mean, we'll see. We haven't obviously been given a penalty. I wonder who it is. Like I know we think, as fans, that it's going to be Hakan because that's how it kind of was the, the hierarchy in the past, or if because now he's the captain that he wants the responsibility solely himself. I think that you're right, that it's he's going to want it. As he's going to want it not only for... The responsibility, but also because of that that goal tally. I mean, let's let's be yeah. real. He's at a hundred goals for Inter, and he's twenty six years of age. I think he is about to enter the top ten if he hasn't already. Like it's, you know, he's doing insane, insane things, um, and he's only twenty six years old. It's it's wild. Imagine what it could be if if you know he's able to spend his career here. Who has who has the record? Is it is it Meazza? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Um, hold on, I, I'm pulling it up right now. Sorry, yeah, Meazza, Altobelli, Boninsegna, Mazzola, Chevenini, and man. Yeah, I think he's a few. Um, a few Lauti goals is, outside. He's of... five goals. Five goals outside of the. I'm sorry. No, he is two goals outside of because it, it. For this is an old list and it hasn't updated the three goals he has. So he'll be two goals away from tying in the top ten. Holy cow! Listen to this. Okay, Icardi has 124 goals in 219 appearances. Behind him by one goal is Vietti, yeah. with 39 less appearances. Yep. Vietti's not, yo, Vietti low key was not. I mean, I, I thought the same thing for the, the national team. He scored a goal every every other game, I think it was. It was like, yeah, like a 0. .50 goals is what he averaged. That's insane for the national team, too. This list is fascinating. Um, Lukaku is 13th all time. That's crazy. Doesn't feel. I mean, he was only here for a few seasons, but only anyway, what, really two and a half, basically, because he was yeah. hurt, you know, half. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah. Um, yep. 
Lautaro, you know, perfect sort of captain's performance, just putting it away. I thought it was interesting that both goals that were scored today were striker wingback connections. For the first one, it was Turam and Dumfries linking up. For the second one, it was uh, Di Marco and Lautaro linking up. So obviously, um, and also both different ways, right? A striker serving a wingback and a wingback serving a striker. Um, you know, classic components of Inzaghi's system at work there, which is really encouraging to see. As far as, um, let's also talk about another performance that, not, I'm not saying it's negative or positive or anything like that. He had one really huge save, um, and he also had some poor decisions in terms of his distribution with Somer. I think we would like a keeper that can distribute a little bit further down the pitch, but it's obviously not his strong suit. And I would like him to just continue to play it safe because he's good at working the ball around the back of the, um, around the back three, like no problems doing the short stuff. It's more the intermediate and long passes that they don't seem to ever really connect. Um, And I just don't want him to get screwed by a poor giveaway in a game and then everybody jumps down his throat. You know, I'd prefer him to just play it safe. You know, it's not it's not his game. But, you know, I mean it's not his game. I'm not I'm not too pressed by it. I mean, I don't I wanted to tweet out like where 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 are the haters? Because another clean sheet. Like everyone was like, oh look how bad he is. Look how bad he is. Look at that reaction. Yes, was it a perfect shot? No, but that easily could have slipped underneath him, could have gone in. I mean, I don't know. I, I want to just make saves. I don't care about the distribution. Yes, I noticed it. I did see, like, yeah, there was a few long balls. He had one that was actually really good to Lautaro, but Lautaro couldn't corral it in. But that was it. Like, I only saw, like, one good long pass. The short stuff was okay. He had a good out um, outlet to Di Marco. But other than that, it was, yeah, I mean... Again, I think we're just we're comparing him to Onana's distribution, and it'll never, yeah. ever, ever, ever be like. I think it could be no one on the pitch, and he still wouldn't be able to do what what, what Onana does. So, yeah, it, I don't. I, just, I don't just disagree with you. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's more so like I just don't want. I just don't want there to be a giveaway on a attempted intermediate or long pass that ends up you know, leading to him conceding and then people just uh, jumping down his throat because like you said, it's not it's not his game. Um, but Somer, again, like we're talking about two clean sheets and two matches. The defenses looked good. I think um, Bastoni wasn't as involved today. In the first half, he was good. Um, but, you know, he just didn't see a ton of the ball. Uh, De Vrij, solid. Darmian, solid. Hakan had a great game. I mean, it, it it was a very professional performance. I think there, you know, Di Marco saw a lot of the ball early in the first half. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it's just, it was a very straightforward performance. I don't think that there was anything defensively to worry about. I think offensively, we looked fine. Um, I'm really, really interested in, in seeing more of the, uh, of the substitutions. Um, I want to see Fratesi have an impact uh, at some point down the line here, um, especially over Mikitarian, but I don't know, man. It was a really straightforward. I wouldn't call it clinical, but it was a really um, mature performance today. 
Yeah, I think this is like a team that's totally comfortable with the Inzaghi system now. Not nothing really to to change or or, or implement. Like they just they got it all kind of. Yeah, not nah, like it, it's just easy. It's just easy to them, you know. And they were just on cruise control this whole second half. So. Yeah. But hey, I'll take three points. Three points. I'll take it all day. Yeah, definitely, definitely um, happy that we're not in a position like Juventus. I think there's conversations about um, whether they should have, whether they deserved having a point against Bologna. I think you can argue that they uh, most certainly did not. Um, Roma is obviously not in a great position. Uh, You know, the teams in and around us, it looks like, you know, it's important to keep pace with Milan, Napoli and um, the rest of the guys at top, uh, the rest of the teams um, at the top of the league early on, because climbing out of a hole is going to be tough this year. I, I see a lot of uh, this top four being a you know a really really tight race, especially for the Scudetto as well. So we'll see how things play out. Fiorentina is a, is going to be our first big matchup of the year. Um, well, that that one's home, no? That is home. Yeah, yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah, I think by that our, time, maybe by that we'll time, have we'll a have new a, right center back. Who? Well, yeah, the, deadline's so, to, the deadline's tomorrow. Given that, given that this this performance was pretty straightforward, there's not too much to talk about here. Um, just a professional win. Why don't we dive into the Pavard uh, discussion? So. Everything is pretty much out there. Um, there's no, you know, like all the reporters know what's going on. Bayern and Inter have an agreement uh, to sell Pavard to Inter, but it's not moving forward until they find a replacement. Uh, at least that's what Tuchel continues to say. Um, and that's what's continued to happen. Pavard has missed several um, several training sessions at this <laughs> point. <laughs> At this point, it's getting to um, it's getting to become a situation where if we have to move off of Pavard, the next available name, the most popular one, is Schurz. I don't think that everyone understands how big of a downgrade um, that would end up being, and the money would be more. So you'd be paying more upfront to get Schurz than you would to to get Pavard. So in all senses of the deal it it wouldn't be good um but who knows why would byron hold on to the player at this point it's kind of insane i'm trying to think gather my thoughts here but okay tuchel a complete idiot you know he's he's he's, like uh, um people it's not byron that's holding this up It's, it's thomas tuchel that's holding this up now, we see the reports with, with Shalaba. That's getting closer, it looks like. Apparently, the player uh, is keen on the move. Tuchel gave him his debut, so it makes sense. And he played the most under Tuchel. So, yeah. I mean, it looks like the it's lined up for him to come in, and that'll release Pavard. So I'm not I'm not too I'm I'm honestly not too worried about it. I think I think in the end it gets done. 
one way. Maybe not by the deadline. I I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to get done tomorrow. I don't think this deadline is realistic. I think they're just trying to put pressure on them to, yeah, whatever. Pavard gets done, which I think would be good because you could see a little bit with uh with Darmian today that that his age showed a little bit. Now I don't think he made mistakes, but he he showed that he struggled with pace, and um, it is what it is there. Yeah. You're not taking advantage of his his strengths if he's out there every single yeah every single yeah, game. No, he's he's like a Swiss Army knife. He's he's you know use him in case of emergencies and and he's good in filling in here and there and against the weaker teams and and even against big teams. Yeah, you know I would trust him against a Milan, against a Juve, whatever. Pavard. Now, I mean, I always wanted Samarchic. That was never a secret. I wanted to not sign Pavard because I would have rather gotten him up free. Now, given the situation, given the circumstances of everything that and the way it's played out, I'm 100% on board with Pavard. Shores, I am not on board with. I got I mean, I was some me and somebody were kind of talking on Twitter about his performance against Milan cuz I said like he is slow. And he was like, "No, no. He was able to keep up with Osimhen." I'm not. I'm it wasn't not even great kidding. in the first game this year either. But I'm not even kidding, Alessandro. I, I went back and 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 I was like, maybe I missed something because I, I, you know, what? I did like him. I liked him at Ajax. I was a big fan of his at Ajax. He's been okay in Serie A. I mean, I, I went back and and, and looked at, at at the the two games with with Napoli, and the only thing I saw was a pass on the edge of the 18, where he was able to step in front of him, like he kind of was. I wouldn't say he was running with him because he was in front of him to begin with, and then he was able to step in Ossiman? front. Of him. Um, yeah, Ossiman, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, versus Shores. That was the only thing I could really see. He's not great in the air. He's, you know, he's kind of got a little bit of scrinier in his game, which I mean, it kind of looks stiff and like straight yeah. back, and it just yeah. it just doesn't look. And he's a center center back, like so it doesn't even make sense to go from Pavard. To Shores, like you already have a Cherby, you already have Devray. What are you gonna bring another center center back in? You're not fixing the need. Like it's still gonna be Darmian and Bissek then on the right. Like, so what did you what did you solve if you go after Shores? Like I I just I don't get it. I I don't. You know yeah. I was saying you know like he was like oh give me other names then and I was like Mohamed Simakan, Max Sens Lacroix like. Are they are they better than Pope? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like if you're looking for a right center back, these are names that you could go for instead of a guy like Shores. And, I, and I'm telling you, Lacroix, he does not get along with the manager. I I don't know why. I mean, I I know there's some. He one, he's not nearly as good of a passer as Pavard. It's not even a question. Two, he's got a little bit more. I I would put it as Demidal in his game in the sense that he can make a clumsy challenge that can that can cost you at some point. However, his pace is blistering. Like it's it's insane how fast he is. He is very good at last second challenges, slide tackling. It would be just that potential mistake in his game that I would be worried about. However, like I would not touch Shores. Like like you said, price alone would be a reason to turn me off. Yeah. And Pavard, I think is right there. I really do. Like I don't know why we're leaving. He's he's yeah. I don't. It's not a question of like money or anything like that it's just that it byron has a transfer committee and things move very slow um 
I, I agree with you. I don't think this deadline that's been imposed is real. I think they're just they're just trying to get this thing done. I think Pavard massively improves the team, like massive, massive, massively improves the team. Um, he does remind me of just having Bastoni on the right. Um, he's a really good tackler, a really good passer. He has the the uncanny knack for showing up and scoring world class goals. So. Um, I think he really, really improves the team, especially when you consider, you know, some of the players that he's going to have to go up against, like Leal, Cavada. As much as Darmian was able to do the job last year, like you said, he's a year older, and it's going to be tough to expect him to repeat that um, year in and year out. So for me, for me, Pav- signing Pavard would make up for a lot of the bullshit that went on this summer. Um, and I think like our forward department. I'm happy with Alexis Arnatovic, Turam, if he's going to play like this, and Lautaro, the midfield, I'm happy with. You know, once Fratezi starts getting more minutes over Mkhitaryan, um, and then Pavard would seal the deal for me in, in defense. And then I think I think the performances will, will say it for themselves. I think this team could be better than what we saw last year. I know we've lost a lot, but I think there is, there is potential for some of these players to really... Um, to really reach their 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 potential, I guess, uh, and come through for us. So, for me, Pavard would make up for a lot of the bullshit we saw, a lot of it. And I I want it to get done. I want the mercato to be closed, and I I believe in this team. And the the one thing that I wanted to make sure I said, um, we've given management and ownership a lot of shit, shit that they deserve. We have to give the players. And the coaching staff, the credit that they deserve as well. We have been thoroughly professional and dominant these first two matches this year. All preseason, um, you saw it from us as well. Like the coach and the players are doing their job. Um, and I think we can't, you know, when we when we shit on Inter, we have to also... Uh, Praise the players for what they're doing out there. You know, Bastoni looks as good as he's ever looked. Lautaro looks as good as he's ever looked. And some of the, the new guys are are integrating into the team. So let's not forget about that. Yeah, no. <clears throat> I think that's a that's a great shout for them. Um, I think they've been, you know, even given all the circumstances, all the uncertainty, they've carried themselves as professionals, which you would expect, you know, from, from athletes who are, in fact, professionals. Uh, Inzaghi has had every right to throw a tantrum, you know, go full Conte, nuclear, destroy everybody in the media if he wanted to. He's been nothing but class. I give him a lot of credit. I would have resigned with everything that's been going on, all the names that we were tied to that never came, this whole situation, even like, even with Pavard. And you know what? Maybe if, if, if this happens with Pavard, maybe then I would, uh, I would still do it. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, he... I think that if he wins the Scudetto, and I, and I pose I pose this with the you know the interviews podcast, like you know I think he, he would have nothing left to prove in Serie A, and that he might be open to to leaving and taking on a challenge you know abroad potentially. Uh, yeah, there's you know that's always a possibility, um, but I also think like he would be going on to four years with this team if they won a Scudetto, like they're at the the peak of their powers. Um, 
you know, refresh what, a couple aspects what, of the team. What and- powers? What powers? We're not flexing anything. We're not spending money. We're not, you know. Well, I'm talking about the team on the pitch, like the yeah, you know, but it's like you, you have powers in terms of you know displaying their tactical nuances. But, if he, but I'm saying if he wins, he has nothing left to prove. He's got no what, what, what like the only thing he can go is 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 repeat. You're not going to improve on it unless you win a treble or you know like. <laughs> Bro, we, we're not. Well, we're, enjoyed listen, the, listen, we're not. Though after after though it's possible that you you know it's possible. Maybe, but I, round, but it's possible I just think at some point you have to be frustrated with the situation. Like, I, I would want investment. I would want you to get players that I want or players that 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 can start immediately, have an impact. Like, not just get a young player for the future who has promise, like a Bisek. Get me somebody who's ready made, but also has promise. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, listen, we're, uh, I can go off I can't about even this talk all day. About 2024 right now. I know I can go on on this all day, but mm. I'm just saying, like, I, I think he's just he's just handled himself in in a in a in a calm manner when he really has every right to to be fed up with the whole situation. Yeah, no, I I really really respect respect Simona. I know last year I called for a job. It was a tough situation. Um, uh, trust me, I'm not going to let myself live that down, guys. So, um, yeah, credit credit to him, credit to the boys. I hope he sticks around for a long time because he, he's he's a good coach um, and he has the team team humming right now. So, all right, anything else you want to uh, to dive into? We can make this a, a quick one, given that. Inter was so professional. We'll be professional as well. Um, anything else that I wanted to dive into? Should we should we talk about my DMs? I, I no no. Let's not let's not tease that. We still have some time. If we still have some time, let's not tease that right now. All right. There's some things that need to need to get done before that that's possible. So All let's right. uh, fine. Let's keep it up. Um, we did get a a call out from two UVA fans that apparently want to come on before the the UVA game. Love it. Cool. Who have a a little bit of a podcast themselves? So who are the who are these? Is this the uh, AJC? Well, no, uh, no, not the AJC. Um, Nicholas from the the Calcio guys. Okay. And uh, average Kiesa enjoyer. Okay, I didn't know he had a podcast. Okay, well he's he's gonna be on culture. So I, I I was giving them a hard time about the culture guys. You know, I was like, I was like, that's not even you know, I was saying you know, it's not even a good podcast. So what are you doing on there? And uh, <laughs> he said, you know, we went, we had a nice little back and forth. And uh, well, I think he, yeah, I think he, uh, I think Nicholas was uh, doing his best to defend some of the things that happened this weekend. You know how that goes, so. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for it. But yeah, that'll be good. Um, I mean, I definitely want to try. To, uh, it's funny. I don't know any Roma fans on on Twitter, so I don't know if we could do anything for for that one. Um, maybe we'll do a uh, an Inter guest. Come on. Yeah, I'm just oh, sorry. I was just looking at the schedule to see like what other ones would be, you know. We the the Nick Diani one was a good one. I think I think we should get him back soon. That'd be a good For, person uh, to get. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, the, the hasn't next... done his season two appearance yet. 
Bologna would be, you know, we could have Nick for Bologna and then see, yeah, obviously Nima, we know we can always get on. Um, yeah, no, there's, I'm, listen, this is, the first two games have been, it's weird. I think we as Interisti are so used to chaos, so used to drama, <laughs> so used to freaking out the last 10, 15 minutes of a match, like hanging on to a one goal lead, that to have two 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 goal wins, back to back clean sheets. It is so comfortable to to start a season like this, and I'm I'm hoping that we can maintain this for at least a couple of matches. I'm 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 dead dead set. Like I'm so excited for the the derby. Yeah, like I I, I feel like that's going to be a true testament of, about where we are and where Milan are in the, on the season. Um, I, I'm going to yeah. be interested to see how we how we line up against that front three they have now, but um. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I think this is really good. Yeah, both I'm teams just, look good, I'm, but uh, I'm go ready ahead. for the Mercato to close. I'm ready for this team to be solidified and let's move forward with what we got and uh, and get after it 100%. Um, I just need this this window to end because it's been a, a window from hell. Yeah, no, I mean this window has been uh, has been less than ideal for sure for a lot of reasons, but. Um, but I feel I I don't know I I have I just have a, a calm confidence given the whole situation. I'm 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 feeling comfortable. Yeah, I have faith so, in you guys. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, let's uh, let's get out of here. We will see you for Fiorentina before the international break. Also, I'm sorry, guys that that Alessandro wouldn't let me drop the teaser. You know? No, no, we gotta be, wait. We gotta wait. Be mad at him. Attack him on Twitter, be in his mentions, and find, trying to get down to the bottom of this because man, he is holding out. But it is uh listen, it's a little it's a little too far from the derby. I want to make sure we um we bark at it correctly. So whatever. All right. All right. Alrighty. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi. Oh, no, 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 no,